welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. She did fantastic. Amen. We're going to get in the word of the Lord tonight. We're going to start a new series that um, quite possibly um, is going, we're going to go the rest of the year on this subject, on this series. Um, I mean, it may finish early, uh, but it's something that I have felt the Lord put on my heart uh, some time ago, and our students went through this uh, went through this same subject just a few weeks ago because I was setting them up to come into this as we go forward in this series for the rest of the year. And of course, you know, always subject to you know the Lord might want to do something different. Uh, but I want us to go to the the book of Isaiah chapter thirty five and verse eight. Isaiah 35 and 8, and then we're going to go to Hebrews 12 and 14. I'll read these uh, to you quickly. Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 8 says, And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. I love the way the prophet said that. And then highways shall be there, and a way. Everybody say a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. Hebrews 12 and 14 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. I'm going to start a new series. I guess we're going to be doing this for weeks, um, months. And I think next, starting after 242, Sister Amrette came to me. She's going to be working with the students. They're actually going to be getting notebooks and putting our church name and the Bible study series on there. And for just a couple of dollars, you can get one, and it's all going to go to youth ministry. And you can take notes during this Bible study series, and you're going to, I'm going to hand you notes throughout this series, and hopefully you'll keep it all together. Uh, but So you'll know. Moving forward, bring a notebook, a pen, and a piece of and uh, your Bible, and take a lot of notes because I want to dive deep into the Word of God on this subject. And I'm going to start this series entitled "The Way of Holiness." The Way of Holiness. Amen. Let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you for the Word already spoken by Brother Vinny tonight. Lord, I thank you for your Spirit for the blessing and the promise that we have here right now. Lord, I pray that you would open our understanding. Touch me to speak the word of life. Enlighten us tonight, God, and and make us to be more like you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. I I, I want to, there's a lot of things I can say about this, um, but I want to open this series for quite some time in this series when we're talking of holiness, I want to talk about the spirit of holiness. And when I say the spirit of holiness, I mean the Holy Spirit. Because God's spirit is a Holy Spirit, right? And so if you have the Holy Spirit, you can have the spirit of, amen, because God is holy. It is the number one attribute ascribed to God consistently throughout the word of God is that he is a 
holy God. Now, we use the word holiness sometimes, and we only think about the outward, but actually, that is the smallest segment. It's the smallest segment. The, the, the spirit of holiness is, is 99% of it. To have his spirit in our life, the Holy Spirit in our life, bringing us the spirit of holiness. And so it's like the old song we used to sing, Jesus on the inside, working on the It starts from the inside out. Amen. You don't, you don't just put paint on a, on a barn that's dilapidated. You got to go in and fix the structure. Amen. If you don't, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. All right? You, you, you got to fix it from the inside. And since our condition that's broken with God begins in the heart, in the soul, we got to let God work in us through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, somebody says, uh, well, the Bible says God is love. It, it does say that. And God is love. Uh, but, but an apostle ascribed that of God. He said, for God is love. Makes it no less valid than any other instance. But what God says of himself consistently is, I'm holy, I'm holy, I'm holy, I'm holy, I'm holy. Be holy as I'm holy, I'm holy, I'm holy, I'm holy, I'm holy. What he's talking about is, why do you think he gave us his spirit and called it the Holy Spirit? Because we have dirty spirits. Amen. I'm going I'm to start out. We're going to start out with finger painting and stuff like that, and we're going to, go, we're going to jump in the deep end before it's all said and done in this. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I don't know. Um, I was telling Brother Chase before service, this, this might actually be one that I'm interested in actually putting in print form and compiling into a personal study devotion. Um, that I, I feel like God has shown a lot of stuff. The Scriptures are complete with matter of fact one of the themes of scripture is getting us to stop being like us and start being like him that is an overarching theme of the bible stop it stop stop acting like that stop thinking like that stop talking like that stop walking like that stop being like that right but it's not all that it's be like me oh you can't do that well, here's some laws. Oh, that don't work? Okay, here's my spirit, but not just any spirit. I'm giving you my spirit that will make, help you to become like me. Amen. If he wanted us to just be blessed, he would have called it, I'm giving you the blessed spirit. If he just wanted you to be good looking, it would be the good looking spirit. Amen. Baptize me, Jesus. Amen. If, if he wanted you to be smart, he would have baptized you with the, with the intelligent spirit. Now, all of those things can be a byproduct of, of God's spirit in your life. But what he wanted most was for us to come out from our life of sin and go unto him. That can only happen. There's only one exit, and it's a road called holiness to get from this life to him. Amen. Uh, so I'm going to give you an illustration. There's many scriptures, and we're, we're literally going to go through hundreds of scriptures, not tonight, but over the next few months, talking about the way of holiness. If you will, um, we're going to read it in Ephesians. Matter of fact, if you're taking notes, just write down Ephesians 4, and we're going to begin at verse 25. Now hold on to it, because I am going to be um, going through, matter of fact, tonight we're going through the do's and don'ts but not in a way you think. 
Let's look at Ephesians. I'm going to read this out of the English Standard Version uh, just for time's sake and um, kind of gets the thick tongue out of the way with the vowel and stuff. Some people, they just get lost in the So we're not going to do the We're going to read the English Standard. Amen. Amen. Therefore, having put away falsehood. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit's going to do in your life. The spirit of holiness is going to do in your life, right? You're going to start seeing some do's and don'ts right here. Look at what Paul says to Ephesus. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. That's Brother Vinny, we're members of one another. If I lie to you, I'm lying to myself. If I'm not honest with you, I'm not being honest with myself. Amen. Don't worry, it'll get worse. Uh, number 20, verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Amen. Brother Vinny didn't know what he was all over, all over my lesson. Amen. As a matter of fact, I started thinking he went over and hacked my iPad and was peeking in on it. No, it's just the way God works. Amen. Amen. Verse 28, let the thief no longer steal but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may uh, have something to share with anyone in need. Did you catch that? He said, go get a job and work with your own hands so that you can share. He didn't say work so you can have all the finest things trying to keep up with the Joneses. He said work so that you're able to share. Amen. Don't get mad at the mailman. Amen. Verse 29, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Continue reading on chapter 5, verse 1. Remember, the Bible wasn't written in chapter or verse. It was written in letter form. So this thought is continuing. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Verse 3, but let sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Therefore, or, or let there be no filthiness or foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. That's a, that's a pretty stiff list. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you try to live up to that without the Holy Spirit, we're going to fail. But if we have the Holy Spirit, it will help us be holy. 
we have a better chance of accomplishing this. If you'll get ready uh, the PowerPoint, I'm going to show you through this scripture that, that holiness, some people say, I don't believe holiness is a list of do's and don'ts. Well, kind of. Kind of. This one scripture, I'm going to just show you a few of them. Now, in your text, I, I read in Hebrews, it said, follow peace with all men and holiness what? Without which, that lets me know that if I don't have holiness, I won't see the Lord. That means I can speak in tongues and not see the Lord. I can run and shout and sing and play and feed the poor and clothe the naked. and I, I could do all of these wonderful things. But Paul said, if I don't have holiness, if I don't have the spirit of holiness working in my life, I won't be able to see the Lord. Now, Brother Clifton, if he makes a statement like that, and he does, then I think, here, here's a good word, here, here's your word, it behooves us. That's a word. I like Sister Kelly sometimes with these English words. She's like, what, is that even a word? It behooved is a word. It means to compel. It compels us that if his word says, I can't even see him without it, I think I need to find out what it is. Right? You know, you don't just guess on something like this. Shall not see the Lord. I don't know about you, but I plan on seeing the Lord. And so I need to find out what this is, Brother Chase, that I've got to have to see him. And if it's holiness, then I need to find out what is holiness. What, what is holiness? Not my definition of holiness, not pastor's definition of holiness, not the churches or the organization. What does the Bible say about holiness? Well, Ephesians gives us, gives us a beautiful contrast of what the Holy Spirit or the spirit of holiness will and won't allow in the life of a believer. Are you all ready to jump into this? Is this okay so far? Amen. Now, you're going to see chapter verses in parentheses here. The first thing that the spirit of holiness or the Holy Spirit, they're interchangeable, is going to do is speak truth. Speak truth. That's, I don't think we need to explain that one, right? Just speak truth. And, and, and one, one script, now let me tell you what it doesn't give you a license to do. Be mean. Somebody says, do you like my new shoes? Aren't they pretty? Go, no, those are hideous. You got ugly feet. How'd your ankles get so fat? That's not speaking truth. You're a jerk. The Bible says speak the truth in love. In love. In love means, we're going to read 1 Corinthians 13 in a minute. Love means I look at that and put myself in their position. How would I feel? If, so you, may, you don't have to like their shoes. But you can say, I am so happy that you feel good in those shoes. And they may push you, but don't you like them? You know what? It's not my taste, but they're beautiful for your feet. You don't got to look at them and go, no, they're ugly. In love. In love, they're ugly. No. It's not, you may be speaking the truth, but you left out the second part. In love. You can have holiness, but the first part of it was follow peace with all men. 
I know some people got their holiness lined up just right, and they're trying to go to heaven on just that. But they're at war with everybody. They're cruel to everybody. They're going to have a rude awakening on judgment day. When God's going to say, you praise me with your lips, but your heart was far from me. You had a form of godliness, but you denied the power thereof. And one of the most uh, intense things that we can have active in our life is the spirit of holiness, which is the spirit of God working in love through us. Amen. So everybody say, speak the truth. Brother Vinny, you hit on this one early. Are you telling me you didn't hack into my computer today? Because the next one is unity. Because a spirit of holiness will bring unity. Remember, unity is not a spirit. It's something we give to the Lord. Right? We come together. We unite in spirits. like dancing before the Lord. There's not a dancing spirit. It's a dance you give to the Lord in the spirit. Amen. I've had people, especially when we evangelize, and we'd have these great services, man, people would be running shouting with, and there'd be a few of them just sitting over there. I ain't going to dance until God moves me to dance. And how it works. Amen. It's something you give to the Lord. Amen. So everybody say unity. I'm telling you, he was so in my notes because the, the next one is work. Spirit of holiness would bring work. Um, you might, hopefully won't get offended on this, but um, lazy people won't go to heaven. It just The Bible says that. Um, only, and I don't say this in a way that is in any in any stretch, a way to 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 be braggadocious, but only, or not even braggadocious to to maybe even even sound to make appear tough or mean or what, because that's not it at all. Just the way I feel so strong that the Bible is about this, that there's only been only been two people that I have went to and said you can't come to this church. Only two. And they were both men who refused to work jobs. You said, that's, I don't know if that's what I, here's how comfortable I am willing to stand before Jesus with what I did. Because it wasn't like, oh, they got late. No, we're talking about many, many opportunities. And he just wouldn't show up or they quit or whatever it was. And it wasn't fair to their families. It wasn't fair to the church. Because I told him, I said, look, the Bible says that if a man doesn't provide for his family, he's worse than an infidel. So you're doing nobody any good, especially yourself, until you can go do what the Bible, this is the basis we're supposed to do. Y'all still with me? Spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit won't let you be lazy. I know it's 2023, and I know I'm in the Bay Area. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but but I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness will make you work. Provide That's what the Bible said. I read it in Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 and 28 said, said you gotta put your you gotta put your hands to work. You you gotta work. Amen. Uh, and you know, it's just that's what God's I'm sorry, it's what God's called us to do. Now we and we do it in, in all of in all our own ways. And uh, let me let, let me say it like this. Now some people have disability. 
And thank God we live in a country where we're able to help people with disability. And sometimes people get laid off unexpected. Thank God we live in a country we can help with unemployment. Thank God for retirement. Some of y'all are retired. Thank God for that. You've earned it. But I'm going to tell you, if you're able to work and you're just too lazy to work and you're just, you know, living off working, you know, I know people work a job long enough to get unemployment. They're lost as a goose in a hurricane. That's not the spirit of God. That, that's, that's being dishonest. My wife and I were somewhere uh, preaching one time, and people were being healed, and went over to this man and said, do you want to be healed? The Spirit of God was moved. Do you want to be healed? He looked at her. What did he say? He said, people don't believe this story is true. He looked right at her and said, nope. She said, you don't want to be healed? He goes, nope. If I get healed, i got to get a job. Well, according unto your faith, so be it unto you. God died handicapped. God could have healed him, but he didn't want to work. So, oh, Pastor, that's just your southern upbringing. No, it's the Bible upbringing. We need to help people who are in need of help. As a matter of fact, this is the, this is the reason in this occasion that Paul said you need to work to help other people. Amen? Because uh, 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 the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness, it, it, it'll make you want to give. It just, you just want to give. Amen? You just, just want to give. Man, we were at camp meeting, writing checks to church planners and missionaries. Man, you just love to give. Throughout my, you know, my wife tells me my, my, my heart's bigger than my head. I, I love to give. I love to give. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of holiness. Just want to, just want to give. I, I remember, when, remember when you were first filled with the Holy Spirit, how good you felt. You just want to give it to everybody. You just want everybody to know, kind of like that old drunk in a bar, sitting on the bar stool, trying to buy everybody around. You just want to, the whole, I mean, you get the true spirit of God in you. You just want to bless everybody with, oh, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me share with you the gospel. Let me tell you about my testimony, right? Amen. Because that leads me to the next one. What the Holy Spirit does is to encourage. Spirit of holiness is an encouraging spirit. Amen. I got to hurry. It's also a kind. You'll be kind. You'll be kind. You, you, you can't be a jerk. And have a spirit of holiness or the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Good teaching, Pastor. Okay, okay. I was just making sure. You, 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 can't, you can't be mean. We've got to be kind. Amen. See, some of y'all were bracing for he's teaching on holiness. I'm he's getting ready. This is this is holiness. If you miss this and only get the outside, you've missed the whole thing. You're just like ominous or something. Or like some Sharia dress code. That's all it is. You're going to have the spirit of holiness. Holiness here is only the fruit of the tree. All of holiness is the seed, it's the root, it's the branch, it's the vine, it's the leaf. That's all the inside working. Because there is nothing more disgusting than somebody 
who has standards right, but the heart wrong. It's foul. So we got to be kind. I'll tell you what else it is. It, it, you're tenderhearted. You, it means you're, you have compassion. Amen? You have compassion. You love people. You, you're understanding. The other thing is the spirit of holiness will work forgiveness. You're forgiving because then you understand that even Christ said our, our forgiveness from him is tied into our forgiveness of others. That we just can't be holding grudges. We got we to gotta forgive. Amen. Spirit of holiness will help us be loving. So this, is, this is the big misunderstanding when people say, people say, uh, if you say, that, Brother Vinny, great job tonight. But, you know, Brother Vinny started talking about the, the identity crisis and all this. The instant reaction of people who are, who are uneducated and willfully ignorant is they get mad. They just hate people. You, see, you're trying to accuse me of what you have in your heart. Because it's not hate. I can still love somebody. I don't, I don't have to agree with someone to love them. That's the, they're redefining love. They're redefining love to my opinion coming out of your mouth. That's not love. I can love and disagree. And a spirit of holiness will allow me to love everybody. I don't have to love what they do, but I can love them. Amen? We'll say, but pastor, if we love them, we accept them. No. No. Christ loves me. God loves me, but he doesn't accept my sin. Amen? So it, it, it's uh, loving. Uh, something else it will make you is thankful. I, I say make you. Spirit of holiness, Holy Spirit is not going to make you do anything. But these are characteristics of the spirit of holiness and the Holy Spirit working in your life. You're thankful. You're thankful. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that, that one of the signs that you're living in the last days is it would be an unthankful generation. Boy, is that not the generation we're living in. I remember some time ago, uh, my wife and I heard of a family uh, that were really hard up and, and uh, during Christmas time. And so we took the money we were going to spend on each other for Christmas. And we, we do something like this, you know, I don't want to get in. I don't want to sound like I'm pinning a ribbon on my chest. But we took a lot. We sacrificed. And we gave it to this family. And it was a lot for us. And as, as bad as they were, I know it was a lot for them. Not even a thank you. Not even we appreciate that. Or, you know, wow, you know, this, this really helped. Nothing. Probably wouldn't surprise you to know that about every Christmas, they're in need of help again. And we've helped. We just ain't helped like we did the time before. Because, you see, thankfulness goes a long way. That's why we need to be thankful. And, and a spirit of holiness or the Holy Spirit will work thankfulness in us. Amen. I hope this isn't too simple tonight. All right. We'll, we're finger painting right now and, and, and eating glue. We'll get, we'll get down into post-grad stuff later, okay? We're going to just ease into it, okay? Um, let, let me tell you something else what, what holiness will do. You'll be sexually pure. Now, listen, I understand we got 
age-gapped audience, and I, I intend to stay with PG. But you'll be sexually pure. You cannot have the Holy Spirit and be sexually impure. Can't. The Holy Spirit will not dwell in an unclean temple. It will not entertain that. Uh, you say, that's right. Tell them young people about it. I'm talking to all of us. I'm talking to all of us. We need to, we need to be sexually pure. So I want to talk about that. Why are we such prudes in the church? Why are we so uptight? Oh, don't talk about that. Oh, goodness. I don't want to hear about that. Well, stop reading your Bible because it's all in the Bible. Well, don't stop reading the Bible. Just get over yourself a little bit. You act like you're living on a little house on the prairie. I mean, there's, there's times to talk about it. When Paul wrote this stuff, they read it to the whole church. You've got to be sexually pure. Avoid. Avoid. Flee fornication, young people. Flee it. My, my pastor, you say, run from it. If, if she's pretty and willing, Run. If he's handsome and aggressive, run from it. Don't say, hey, you know, it was good to meet you. Run. Run. There were times I felt like Jesse Owens running out of a... <laughs> Get away from it. Amen. That, 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 listen, do things right. You save that for marriage. You save it for marriage. Young people, this is what one of the big benefits of being married. Save till you're married. Get married. Listen, we're not going to tell you don't get married till you're 35 and you know who you are. I'm going to tell you right now, that's dumb. Now, not everybody's meant to be married. Now, I also want to say this. Paul was celibate. He was able to do that. It's also why he could write three-quarters of the New Testament Bible. But <laughs> he was able to be celibate. He, did, he didn't get married. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people can. Paul said, if you can, go ahead. He said, but, but, if, he said, but if, if, it's better to get married and burn. And so I didn't want to burn. Right? I, did, I saw that guy. And then, look, we, we need to be realistic uh, with our young people. Uh, look, get married. Marriage is, marriage is an awesome thing. Amen. And that, that's the reason why God said get married. God married because you were like, once you married because you're like two little doves just tweet, tweet, tweet through the sky. No, not what he said. Paul literally said, if you can't abstain, get married quick. And then have at it. And have fun because that's what it's for. It's the blessing. It's the privilege of walking in, the, in, in communion and, and, and in covenant with God. Amen. That's why we get married. It's reserved for that. Amen. And so you, 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 you need to be uh, sexually pure because the spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit, will work that in your life. It's evidently a big deal to God. Amen. There's the do's, but let's talk about the don'ts. Lying. Look, it's just, you see how it kind of counteracts it there? So you got speaking truth. You got lying. Then, then watch what he says in verse 26. Here's, a, here's another one. Sinful anger. Anger is not a sin. The Bible says, be angry, but don't sin. Th that gives me hope. You can get ticked off, just don't hit anybody. <laughs> 
right? Don't say those words. Mark your bottom lip. I remember when I came to God and get, I, mean, I was chewing a hole in the bottom of my lip. My food tasted like blood for a year. Just everybody was making me mad. Just that. Bless them, Lord. Right? You can be angry, just don't sin. And, and it's not always easy, but it becomes easier the more you have the Holy Spirit or the spirit of holiness because God's spirit will start convicting. Remember, there, there was a lot of things they didn't have to teach you not to do after you got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just started going, Mm-mm, don't go there. Don't say that. Don't do that. Because it's a guide. It's a teacher. It guides and teaches us in truth. Amen? And so don't, don't, have, don't have sinful anger. Let the Holy Spirit, everybody say the Holy Spirit. Let it take control over your life. I told the story last night a few years ago. It was a couple years ago. I was getting on the, on the airplane, and um, I had gotten a notification the, the uh, night before I left. I'd had a, a, a piece of chuck, checked luggage I was going to check in, and uh, I'd got a notification. You, you know, my two favorite words are free and upgrade. And it said I had a free upgrade. I said, well, praise the Lord. I'm not checking a bag. I'm just going to put my suits in a carry-on bag, and I'll hang them in the closet when I walk on the plane. They'll let you do that if you get the upgrade. And so I had my, my little my satchel, my computer bag, and I carry a roller bag. And then I had, like, two suits and a couple shirts, and I thought, well, that's great. I don't have to wait on luggage, which is you talk about testing the spirit of anger, you know, the anger, You're waiting on that luggage all day long. And you, you just think, what are them people doing back there playing pinochle all day and so i'm so i'm standing in line it's like 5 30 in the morning and i'm waiting to get on the plane and all of a sudden this woman walks up to me and she just starts staring me up and down and just like just looking me up and down and she says excuse me are you carrying all of that on the plane i wanted to go no i just like to hold luggage and just for fun Thought I'd see how long I could hold on to it. I said, yeah, you know, I, um, I said, I am. And she, like, touches him. She goes, one, two, three. You're only supposed to have two. You know, I said, well, you know, when I got here, I realized that I was prepared to check it. But I asked him at the counter, and since they told me that I'd get a complimentary upgrade, they didn't mind if I stuck it in the closet. And I'm being real kind. And she's, like, boiling, man. And she said, why is it that men get to carry more luggage on a plane than women do? And I thought, I don't know who you've been flying with, lady, but usually it's women that got them big old, bits. this is my purse. And I sat on the aisle, and I bear on my body the marks of them purses that has anvils and welding machines and everything else. And them purses are so big, they will knock your head off your shoulder. Just whack. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Did I get you? Yeah, I'm going to need nine stitches. You got me. Just a little bit. You know, and she's just going off on me about, and I'm standing there, and I was, 
I, I, I'm pretty sure I was I maybe wasn't wearing a tie, but I was wearing a sports coat and slacks because I was going to a, a services. And I'm just standing there, and she's just going. I mean, she's walking around me. She's cussing at me. She's talking about what a chauvinist I am. And you're probably getting an idea of who this woman is, too. You know, the same one with the bright pink and blue-flamed hair and all that stuff. And she's just going, dressing me down in front of everybody. And so finally they called the boarding group, and, and I thought, oh, good. And I'm just, I'm sorry they told me I couldn't. I'm just, matter of fact, I'm sitting there thinking, I can't believe I'm so calm. I can't believe I'm being this calm. I mean, the old me, the old me would have probably said something about your grandma. But I didn't. Spirit of holiness was working at 5.30 in the morning, believe it or not. I'm just holding on my back. I'm just in there in my mind. I'm amused by this. Like, wow, I'm not even mad. I mean... I was holding my back. I'm just, and they uh, boarding group. So I just step, I walk through. She follows me. Just, isn't it amazing the most, the people that preach tolerance the most are always the most intolerant people? She had her coexist stickers and all her, you know, unity stuff. And she is just dressing me down with my white privilege and my, and my uh, chauvinism. And I'm just, oh, just being, because I'm a man, I think I can bring more on the plane. I'm thinking, you're white too. <laughs> my wife's heard people do this on the phone. One time I'm walking on a plane and two white women are behind me screaming at me about my white privilege. Because I had cowboy boots on. She was on the phone. She's like, get away from them. They're crazy. I said, no, they're just average in the circles they run in. They're so virtuous, you know. <laughs> and, and so I'm on the plane, and I get to my seat, 1D, my favorite seat on the plane. And I put, as a matter of fact, I walk on the plane, I'm smiling. I, one thing I'll do is I usually bring a little box of chocolates or some candy for the for the flight attendants. I usually hand it to them, say, "Here, have a good flight." Just you know, just want to to bless them. And and they little tip, they will remember you. I can't tell you how many flights I've gotten on. They said, "You're the one that brings candy." Hey, so good to see you. I was on a flight not long ago, and they said, "Didn't you fly to Ecuador?" And I said, "Yeah." They said, "You were the one that brought the seas candy." I said, "Yeah." She goes, "You got some?" I said, "No, just jelly bellies this time." And so I, and this woman is behind me just going, I want to look at her and say, there's a reason you're a single woman. But I didn't do that. I just, I just kept walking, and she just ran. And, and I'm so calm the whole time. Like, I'm not even mad at this woman. I'm more embarrassed than anything. You know, I didn't do what the old me would have done, what, the, what, what me would have done without the Holy Spirit. You know, turn around and call her a heifer or something. I didn't do that. I just kept walking. And I just kept, and I got on a plane, and I handled, and the, the flight attendant looks at me, and she's like giving me the taco head, like, what's going on here? I go to my seat, and I put my bag up, and I sit down. I put my hands in my lap. I pull out my phone, and, I, and she is standing over me, berating me, until the stewardess finally says, ma'am, you need to go find your seat. And so she walks off, and she's walking backwards, all because I had a garment bag. See, the garment bag wasn't the issue. I resembled everything she hated in life. And I felt pity for her. I actually felt sorry for her. And when she walked off, she got about five rows behind me, and the whole front of the plane went, 
plane erupted in clapping. A lady leaned up who was sitting behind me and said, Sir, I don't know how you didn't slap that woman. And here I was, so embarrassed, didn't even realize people were leaning over, patting me on the back. You are a saint. You've got the patience of a saint. That was awesome. How did you stay calm? I wanted to cuss her out. Why did you let her talk? And I just sat there and I said, look, it didn't bother. And what bothered her was it wasn't bothering me. You throw any name you want at I know I'm not it, so it ain't going to bother me. I'm rubber, you're glue, what you say bounces off of me and sticks on you, whatever. I mean, I'm easy like Sunday morning. I'm just coming to get on that plane and get to where I was going. Now, I said all that to say I was, I was angry. I wanted to retaliate, but there was such a peace over me that I, I was sitting there going, wow, I can't believe I'm so calm. Well, this is amazing. One of the guys was like, I wanted to video that. Or, or said, I got a little video clip of that. Can I post it? I said, no, don't post that. I said, wait a second. Did you see my face? Because if you didn't get my face, you can post it. And just, you know, highlight it. Prototypical third-wave feminist. Amen. And, and so the, the, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of holiness, it won't let you have or it will steer you away from sinful anger. Let's move along quickly here. Amen. Stealing. Can't be a thief. Can't be a thief and have a spirit of holiness. Amen. Corrupt talk. I know this is old-fashioned. I remember the old-timers praying, Lord, set a watchman at my mouth. Amen. We need to pray that, Lord, set a watchman at my mouth. Because the spirit of holiness, when corrupt talk comes out of your mouth, it'll tap you on the shoulder and go, no, 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 no. Shouldn't be talking about that. Amen. Here's one we don't hear a lot about. They used to talk about this a lot, and that's grieving the Holy Spirit. They'd always say, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. When I was a kid, I could just see the Holy Spirit over there with a box of Kleenexes. But that's kind of what it meant, to do something that makes the spirit of holiness sad, to retract, to withdraw. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, what grieves the Holy Spirit? Start reading up that list and get ready to read down the list. Amen. Don't grieve the Holy Look at your neighbor and say, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bitterness, bitterness, spirit of holiness, don't want bitterness in your life. Gossip. Amen. We just, we just call it social media now. It used to be a telephone. You remember walking in somebody's house and they had a little 15-foot curly cord on their phone? And they'd walk into another room and say, walk into, and they'd stretch that thing 20 feet. That phone would be bending off the wall. And they'd shut the door, you know, They'd been there talking. Gossip, can't do that. We don't gossip as much like we, you know, did when I was kidding. Now we just put it in the form of a prayer request. We, 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 we need to um, pray for brother so-and-so. I don't know what's going on in his life. Could be the fact I saw his car at a bar. But we need to Pray for sister so-and-so. She, uh, she's got sickness in her life, and it could be that she didn't compliment my purse. But we need to really pray for her. So we can't. Here's another one. Y'all, y'all still love me, right? Okay. Because we can all go home. Uh, obnoxiousness. It's in, it's in the Bible, verse 31. 
Now, there, there is, matter of fact, let me go ahead and give you the next one because they kind of go together. It's okay to kind of, you know, there's that jovial kind of, but it shouldn't be all the time. You know, older siblings are the living manifestation of those two. They're obnoxiously mean. The preacher's going to be the first one in the altar tonight. I have an older brother and I have an older sister. As a, as a youngest, let me say, y'all are horrible siblings. Older siblings, are, they can be so obnoxious. They know your insecurities and they just jab them. Find out you have a crush on a girl in school. You think they're going to go, oh, man, yeah, yeah. Write her a letter, you know, check yes or no. No, I'm going to tell Susie that you got to get on the school bus the next morning. He's in love with you. Anybody else have that older sibling? I thought, my, I thought nobody's raising their hand on the second row. <laughs> you want to know why? Because it's not the second part. He's mean. No, I'm just kidding. Brother Vinny's not mean. I thought my brother, I really thought my brother was the spawn of Satan himself. He was so mean. He was so obnoxious to me. I didn't realize that evidently before older siblings are born and they're in heaven, God sits them down and says, look, I can't talk to you about this part, but there's this fork of tail dude over here with a pitchfork. You can go talk to him. He's going to train you for how to treat your siblings. Because, man, they're mean sometimes, you know. I, I would lay in bed sometimes at night and cry just like, God, I wish I'd just disappear. But if he heard me crying, he'd climb up there and be like, you're such a loser, you big baby. Now, I will tell you this about my big brother, though. He could do that, but you couldn't. Now, if you did it, he was going to be on you like a pair of cactus pants. Now, I'm, I mean, there's that jovialness. There's that, you know. But I'm going to tell you, the spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit, is not going to let you be chronically obnoxious and mean to people. Some people say, well, that's just who I am. My whole family's like, so you come from a family of jerks. You need to change that. Change it. Let the spirit of holiness work. We ought not be cutting people all the time. We joke around every day. That's fine. But if it's constant meanness and obnoxiousness and cutting somebody down and always belittling them, that is not the spirit of holiness. Amen? Covetousness. Covetousness is not the spirit of holiness. It's not the Holy Spirit working in our life. And we've got to check our covetousness. We've got to check our spirit because we can easily become covetousness. It's really easy to find out if you are. Let, let, somebody, let somebody drive a new car into the parking lot. And if you can't find yourself celebrating with them and happy for them, you need to check. You need to go check your spirit and say, wait a second. I need to, I need to, Bible says I need to rejoice with them that rejoice. If they got a new home or a promotion and I'm sitting back there mad because it wasn't me, that's covetousness. Amen. We can't, we can't be uh, uh, covetous because the Holy Spirit won't allow us. Amen. Uh, rapidly coming to close here. Um, sexual impurity, which is the opposite of sexually pure. 
right? Amen. The Holy Spirit's not going to allow that in your life. It's not going to stop you from it, but it's going to convict you of it. Amen. That's what we want is conviction. Conviction is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Conviction, if you would, how many's ever been bowling before? How many's ever had to use the bumpers? Just keep, you know you did. They put the bumpers up, and you could bowl however you want it, bounce off like ping pong. See, see, con, see convict, God's conviction is like bumpers. When you bowl the ball and it goes the wrong way, and it bumps against that conviction, and if you'll listen to that conviction, that ball will come back off and go in the right direction. See, condemnation doesn't do that. Condemnation just grabs the ball off the lane and throws it out the wall. All right, so conviction is that guide. It's that, oh, oh, I shouldn't do that. It's never going to force you to not do it. It's going to say, oh, don't do that. They used to have a standard uh, when I was a kid. They say, if you, have to, if you have to ask, it's probably wrong. And so that was kind of our, it wasn't always true, but it's a good guidepost, right? Okay, pastor, got a question, got a coworker. Been really praying about this. Can I slap him? Probably not. Yeah, probably going to be wrong. Um, <laughs> amen. No, see, we, we, need to have, we need to have purity in us because the Holy Spirit will put that conviction in us. And, and finally, filthy talk. You know, don't be a, don't be a party to it. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you something. This isn't so much for the ladies as it is for men. Because it's, you know, it's more common around men. But there's got to be that, that part where you just walk away. I've had to, I've had to walk away from many conversations. It's, oh, you're trying to be a holy Joe. Well, I, I, I don't know. I get to be better than unholy Joe. I'm not trying to be anything but like Jesus. Because ultimately that's what holiness is. It's helping me to be like him. Somebody say, I want to be like Jesus. Amen, amen. And, and so uh, we're going to be posting this list um, the next day or so on the members page. We'll post this list so you can see this, and you can bounce that off of Ephesians 4, uh, chapters 4 and 5, and go put this a part of your daily devotional, part of your reading. Go through this, and this is a good way to kind of check. This isn't all of it. This is just a good, you know, kind of a, this is a good bumpers for the lane, okay? There, there's more than this, but, but this is where we are, amen. Now, I'm going to read a few scriptures, and then we're going to be dismissed. Um, I hope y'all are getting something out of this. We can go back to the main title slide. I've got a bunch of scriptures to go through, and I'm going to go through them, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you're taking notes. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, you say, Pastor, how much of it are you going to read? The whole thing. It's a lot of Bible reading, but some people don't ever read the Bible, so they got to get some Bible reading. Amen. He says in 1 Corinthians 13 and 1, though I spend, and the reason I'm talking about this is because the word charity, everybody say love. Amen. Because this is what the Holy Spirit will do. It'll work a love in you. It'll work. You could, you could easily interchange love with Spirit of holiness or the Holy Spirit. Amen. Though I speak with the tongue of men and angels and have not charity or love, I am become a sounding brass and a, or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, 
And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity or love suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be uh, whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, here's the key. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. See, what the spirit of holiness will do is it will cause you to grow up. There are some things that are more tolerable because you're at a child understanding of it. But the more you grow in God, the more childish stuff you have to put away. Amen. At some point, you you you, you got to put stuff down and start growing. At some point, you got to put away finger paints. Amen. Finger paints ain't good in in a, in a postgraduate class, right? Taking off your socks. To have to count high enough in in master level college classes, not not acceptable. You should be beyond that by now. Don't feel bad. I take my socks off to do math right now. Amen. But when you're a child, you you speak like a child. You understand like a child. You think as a child. But when you grow up, when the spirit of holiness is mature in you, and it starts telling you that's childish, put it away. Put it away. Put it away. Amen. Verse number 12. For we see through a glass darkly. But then, face to face, no, I know in, uh, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known and abideth faith, and now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity or love. First Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, Perfecting, perfecting, perfecting how? In the fear or the reverence of God. Ephesians 4 and 22 through 24. Amen. That ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of of your mind. First Timothy chapter 4 in verses 12 through 13 Paul writes Timothy and says, "Let no man despise thy youth. Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity or love, in spirit, in faith." Everybody say that, in purity. Till I come give attention or give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Holiness is doctrine, amen. We give attention to it. Titus chapter 2 and verse number 3, and then we'll read 11 through 13. Amen. He said, the aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. And so you would think about that and say, we see the aged women, 
uh, Paul was being very nice. They said they were aged. He didn't say the old women. He said the aged women, you know, the seasoned women, the veteran women. He said that you, you, need to be, you need to have a behavior that becometh holiness. To the younger women, he'll write in other places, and he'll talk about adornment and other issues because that's their struggle. He said, but for the older women, you need to make sure that your behavior becometh holiness because by this point, you should have conquered all the other things. All right? Amen. Uh, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers, uh, teachers of good things. Verse 11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Just a couple more. 1 Peter 1 and 15 through 16. 1 Peter 1 and 15 through 16. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. That's pretty plain, isn't it? 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 11 says, Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? I want the spirit of holiness to teach me to be like Jesus. I want to be more like him. That's what the word Christian means. Now, our modern definition of Christian means Christ-like, but the earliest Greek definition means Christ-follower. I want to follow Christ. And if I'll follow him, I'll ultimately be like, I can't be exactly like him in this flesh, but I can be as close as this flesh can be to being like Jesus because that's what, that's what holiness does. It makes us like him. Say, Pastor, are you saying we can be like God? Be holy as he is holy. That's what he's calling us to do. That's why he says, come out from among them, saith the Lord, and be ye separate, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you unto me. Ye shall be my people. I shall be your God. What is he saying? He's saying, if you want to be mine, you need to come out and separate and have a spirit of holiness. Because we couldn't have holiness without his spirit. That's why he baptized us with the Holy Spirit. I grew up many years singing the old chorus of L.R. Uten. We used to sing the old chorus, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. On earth I long to be like him. All through life's journey from earth to glory, I only long or I only ask to be like him. This chorus expresses the longing that should exist in the heart of every born-again believer, every child of God. It should be our natural desire as born-again Christians to want to be like Jesus. Whatever offends Jesus, I don't want that in my life. Whatever pleases Jesus, that's what I want in my life. I'm not living for myself anymore. I've already died out to that. I'm living for him. The key to understanding the message of holiness is found in that sincere prayer of that old course to be like Jesus, to be like him. On earth I long.
to be like him. I want the spirit of holiness in my life. I want him to look at me and say, well done. You made it, not because of your own abilities or your own talents, but because you followed after holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. You notice I didn't touch anything on the outside. We're going to spend weeks the spirit of holiness working in us. Because if the spirit of holiness works in us, it doesn't matter what else he would ask of us. We want to follow. Listen, there is a way that's called holy. And I want to walk on the highway of holiness. I want you to stand with me. We're going to end. I'm going to sing this old song. Amen. This old chorus that we sing um, that L.R. Uten wrote. And if you know this chorus, I want you to sing it with me. Amen. Brother Lucas's spaceship up here. Amen. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. I long to be like him all through life's journey from earth to glory I to be like him you know it sing it to be like Jesus to be like Jesus on earth I long on earth I To be like Him All through life's journey From earth to glory I only ask To like him one more time lift your voice and sing it to be like Jesus come on lift your hands and your voice and pray it to be like Jesus on earth I long to be like All through life's journey From earth to glory I only ask 
how many is going to make that your prayer. I want to be like him. And no matter what the cost is, no matter what it costs me, I want to be like him. No matter what I have to give up in this life, I want the spirit of holiness working in my life. We used to sing this song, song said, And I'll trade sunshine for rain. Comforts for pain, and that's what I'll be willing to do. For whatever it takes, Lord Jesus, for my. I'll be willing to do one more time and I'll trade sunshine for rain and I'll trade comforts for pain Lord and that's why Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If that's how you feel, why don't you just lift your hands one more time. Lord, I give my life completely to you, Lord. I want to walk with you on the way of holiness. I want to give myself a yielded vessel completely to you, Lord. Work in our life, God, until you be made manifest in us, Lord. We want to be like you. Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah I pray you got something out of the lesson tonight and I pray you leave here saying you know what I want to walk in the way of holiness I want to be everything that God's calling me to be amen I want to walk away from worldliness and into godliness praise God amen greet somebody bless them in the name of Jesus tell brother Vinny what a great job he did in our youth team Amen. God bless you tonight.
Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.